welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Burquist. I'm your host today of Women Leading the Way, but more than that, these are one of my fun, most fun shows that we do, is I have this wonderful pleasure to introduce one of our new Women Lead Radio hosts. And so I'm delighted to introduce not just one, two, she comes as a pack, <laughs> But one of our newest radio show hosts, and the, she is the lovely, the amazing Jamie Pittman, and she is the CEO and president of Workplace Guardians. And with her is her executive VP in client services, and so this is another amazing leading lady, and that is Sue Hoffman. So I know, ladies, we're going to be talking today um, about, you know, what you do in business, what workplace guardians are, and also it's like what, Jamie, your new show series is going to be about. So let me just say to both of you, welcome, and I'd love for both of you to say hello to all of our listeners out there. Good morning. Good. It's wonderful to be here with you, Michelle. Love that. Good morning, Sue, everybody. You say good. Yay. I love good when morning. we get the good morning. We're right? really happy yeah. to be here. Yes, exactly. There we go. I love it. I love it. Well, I want to start with this. And just, you know, Jamie, I'm going to start with you because you're going to be our new host. Tell all of our listeners like what your new show series is going to be, and then we'll get into how that that definitely makes sense with what your background is, what you do, and all that. But what what can we get our listeners excited about with the new show series title? What is it going to be? The new show series title is Workplace Violence prevention to intervention and not as random as it sounds that's the work Sue and I have been doing for the last 20 something years is helping to make workplaces uh, safer and you know I want to say isn't it sad that we need to do that but that's the way things are today I mean I know you we're going to get into you and Sue and how long you've been doing this but just for our listeners and they can get you know kind of like into this you know, our listeners are professional women, it's entrepreneurs, it's career women, it's like companies and cultures and different things that listen to our show. But what what is this series going to be about? I mean, I think we can guess from the title, but I want to hear from your words. What's the show series going to be about? So people will get excited or want to listen in, right? That's the goal. Our plan is to interview and uh, bring to you a number of the uh, experienced people in the industry, folks that have devoted their lives to this work of workplace violence prevention and dealing with problematic behaviors in the workplace. So Sue and I are fortunate that we have rubbed elbows with and trained with a number of leading people in the industry, and we're going to bring them to you where they can tell the stories of their backgrounds and share, we hope, tips and hints that will help organizations 
take the steps that they need to prevent violence from happening in their workplace or in the off chance that it does happen, know how to intervene and get help. Wow. You know, I mean, and that tells me it's like obviously this is a, and I don't mean to dismiss it because it's a big deal, but, you know, how is this, is this something new, Sue, that's kind of happened? You know, is it something that's evolved over the last, I don't know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years? It's like tell us about the evolution of workplace violence, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because, Workplace violence has really been around, honestly, as long as we've had workplaces. And I think what has shifted is our understanding of what constitutes workplace violence and the ways that we address it. So, uh, you know, we used to think about it, and, and for those of you who are listening who are of a certain age, you might remember that we used to think about workplace violence from the post office, right? And we used to have that term <laughs> yeah. about people going postal. Um, and what we know now is it encompasses a lot more stuff than just an employee or a former employee who comes in and commits an act of violence. So our understanding has shifted over time and our interventions have shifted over time. Wow. Wow. And, Jamie, for you, it's like I know we've had multiple conversations, which I get excited about, about what this show series is, I guess, intended to to do, right, in terms of the goals or the results. but. You know, can you share with our listeners just what do you what do you hope they take away after hearing some of your shows that are scheduled? And I want to talk to you about what you're thinking of with a few shows. But what do you hope people take away in hearing, you know, what the show's about and, you know, the guests and things like that? You know, what I'd like to share is a little bit about how I got here that answers that. Um, I, the founder of the firm originally was Barron Center Incorporated, and I knew him through my networking experience. He offered me a chance to help him build this new firm and sell and market and do the things that I love, and I knew nothing about the topic. So as you can imagine, in the first couple of months that I was there and I began to hear about the things that Sue and Dr. Barron were doing in the field and working with organizations, I was a little apprehensive because it can be a scary and overwhelming topic, except that I realized pretty quickly that these folks are so good and so well-trained at how to intervene, stop, and in better cases, prevent it from happening in a workplace that I was very grateful to be a part of the team and the work that they were doing. So our hope is that we can share our experiences and the experiences of the folks we know who intervene when there's been a threat of violence or even more importantly can help plan and help you form have a workplace where you're responding and prepared and doing things that you can to stop it from happening at work. And that's what our goal is, is to bring that knowledge and education through storytelling and through a number of the experts that we know. Wow. Wow. I mean, and, and for you, is it like when you have some of the, have these clients that you work with, and Jamie, this is for you, it's like, are you, are you shocked, amazed, like can't believe the number of companies that experience workplace behavior? Or is it that over the years you've just, you know, you've come to kind of see that this is, this is something that goes on. I'm just kind of curious as you get, you know, the call, if you will, that, you know, another another organization is bringing you in because of the workplace 
violence or the threat assessments I know that you you guys do. Any thoughts on that? You know, I don't think I'm shocked anymore because we've been doing it for such a long time. Um, What I'm pleased about is that organizations today recognize that this is a, an important thing to take action on and, and bring, it, bring in the experts to help them with the training. Um, I think that even the stories that we hear from the people that are acting out aren't really surprising anymore. There are some pretty common themes and behaviors, which is, you know, definitely where a mental health expert like Sue comes to play in this work that we're doing. Um, we, our teams that we work with are multidisciplinary, and that's a best practice in this industry where you have people who come with a law enforcement background, you have people that have mental health experience, you have good leaders and can partner with human resources, and it really takes a team to respond and help prevent or uh, intervene in the kinds of behaviors that we're thinking about. Wow. And, you know, just I know you've got a whole year you're mapping out for the shows, but can you just kind of whet our appetites a little bit as listeners? I mean, what what's the first show going to be about? It's like what kind of guests are you thinking of bringing on again? But do you have kind of any details you can get us excited about on what your first show is going to be about? Um, one of the things that I've enjoyed on this journey with Sue is realizing that we are a firm that is woman-owned and woman-managed in a male-dominated industry. And although there is a lot of female representation now, that has been part of the evolution. So we are planning to start our first couple of shows by bringing in women leaders. Um, the two that we have in mind right now both have law enforcement backgrounds and during their law enforcement careers became really involved and um, impactful in the goals of workplace violence prevention. So we're going to start there. I love the idea of female leaders, you know, being the being guests. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait um, for our listeners to hear when your first show is. What's the first date? And then I'm going to take a quick break here and say thank you to one of our, uh, you know, partners and sponsors. But what's the first show date? And do you, do you have any details about your, your guest and the female leader that you're going to have? I'm not ready to talk about that yet, but stay tuned because it is down to two in particular, and we'll be working on that. (laughs) And the first show is scheduled for February 19th, and then after that there's a bit of a break, and April 29th is the next show. And as I think listeners of the, the show know, you can listen live at this time or else you can catch your uh, streaming of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly, exactly. I'm, ex- I'm I'm very excited for your show. I think it's going to shed light on something people don't know enough about. So, hey, I'm going to take a quick break. So, Sue, hang on. Jamie, hang on. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable, higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Wow. Thank you for your support, National University, and a special thanks to all of our sponsors and our partners. All right. I'm coming back. 
coming back to introducing our brand new Women Lead Radio host, Jamie Pittman with Workplace Guardians and Sue Hoffman with Workplace Guardians. So, um, ladies, just to think, I want to transition a little bit and, you know, get a little light here. I mean, it's not like you guys have been doing this, you know, short term. I mean, you guys have been doing this a while. And so, Jamie, just from, you know, your standpoint, it's like how did you start Workplace Guardians? I know this was it's quite a story, right, from knowing you as long as I have. For full disclosure to our members, Jamie Pittman is one of our amazing members and one of our original co-founders to Connected Women of Influence um, over 15 years ago. So that tells you we've been around a while. But, Jamie, how did you even start, you know, with Workplace Guardians and, you know, before that Barron Center? Want to share the story there and the <laughs> to the, well, the Barron to all of our listeners? It was just the right place, right time. Dr. Barron was looking for someone who was good at building relationships, and that's definitely what floats my boat is being able to find potential clients and then having them work with the amazing team that surrounds us. So um, we transitioned from Barron Center to Workplace Guardians, and I, the name Workplace Guardians was a gift to us by a very senior um, male leader in the industry who we met at a trade show and we were talking about the work that we do versus the, his approach and he said with a sort of a twinkle in his eye that he got it. He saw us as being the guardians of the workplaces, working from the inside on policy and procedure wow. and doing that work and his job was more of a security aspect and so protecting from the outside. So at a point where we needed to have and um, think about a name change, Workplace Guardians came to mind, and uh, we all decided that it sounded like it really was an apt description of who we are and what we do, and that's where the name came from. And we have a, a team of people that we've worked together for a number of years. Sue and I, of course, have been together the longest, and um, it'd be great to have her tell her story of how she got started and how she first met and worked with Dr. Barron, if that's okay, Michelle. You know what I love, Jamie? You're the radio show host, so why don't you go ahead and ask Sue that question? <laughs> Let's have you ask her. You're a host. Do it. <laughs> Sue, we've worked together for a long time, and we started at a time where I think back to those days and especially how young you were and the important work that you were doing. But why don't you share a little bit about how you ended up um, committed to this field? Sure. And, and I, I'm still young. What are you talking about? I think I'm still young. But anyway. <laughs> Apologies. Young. Apologies. Yes, you are. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I got involved in this field. So my background is really as a clinical psychologist. So right after I finished my doctorate and got licensed in California, I answered an ad that was placed for a consulting firm um, to have a psychologist come in and help with assessments, workplace assessments, and so forth. And it was really intriguing. So I applied and was hired by Dr. Barron. And I have been doing this work ever since. And like Jamie, I was a little, little daunted by the idea of workplace violence and what that meant. Um, but it really evolved into understanding for me how workplaces organize themselves and how workplaces respond to things like threats, mm -hmm. 
employees acting out in the workplace. And, you know, back then, as I said earlier, there wasn't a lot of organized response for how to handle those sorts of situations. We weren't talking about things like workplace violence prevention policies and resources and training. So it's really evolved since then. And I've seen a real shift in the field over those 20 some years in terms of how we address issues of workplace violence and threats in the workplace. It's interesting because I've also seen an evolution with regard to technology. You know, we didn't used to have to deal with things like digital threats or text threats or social media. It's really been an interesting evolution during my time uh, working with Jamie. And, and Sue, just to kind of add on that, and she says, sorry, Jamie, I'm going to take over again, control. <laughs> um, but Sue, okay, but for you, it's like what what has been – you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but it's like, what's been one of the most surprising things that you've seen in your, you know, years doing this? I mean, is, is it has been the most surprising of what the results are you can get clients and how they, you know, re- react or respond or change to what you go in and do? Or is it the type of threat? I mean, I'm just curious, what, what's been the most surprising thing over the years as you've seen the evolution of, of what you do. And by the way, I love, love, love the title of Workplace Guardians. I mean, that is like put the ticket on there, that's what you do. But going back to my question, what's been the most surprising thing to you over the years? You know, I think there have been a couple surprising things to me. The first is really how effective strong workplace culture, and with that I mean culture of safety, is in workplaces, that when we establish a culture of safety that includes policy, that includes empathic managers who try and understand when an employee is having an issue, and also managers and leaders who really go out of their way to understand what makes a safe workplace, that is so powerful in terms of making employees feel safe in the places that they work. The second thing is, and this has been very interesting to me when we talk about women in the workplace, is did you know, Michelle, that domestic violence is the number one killer, number one reason for death for women in the workplace? No, and that really I have no has, idea. Yeah. Wow. And that really has to do with domestic violence crossing over into the workplace and people being stalked and pursued by partners and the act of violence or former partners, the act of a violence occurs in the workplace. And that's something that's not often talked about, but is really an important part of any workplace violence prevention program is how do we recognize and assist those women and keep the workplace safe. Yikes. Wow. I mean, there's so, I mean, I've got to tell you guys, I could do this all day to interview both of you just because, I mean, it's such a subject you don't think about in the workplace and you don't want to think about, but companies need to think about this. I mean, Jamie, from your perspective, it's like what, what are maybe just a few little insights or slices or if, if both of you want to take this, I don't know, but Jamie, I'll start with you first. Like what are some things that you might recommend that companies you know, kind of pay attention to that would elude that there's there's some problems here. You know, I mean, I know I've heard you talk about it so many times over the years, but can you share with our listeners maybe what what things you know people need to be aware of that say, hey, this is a problem here. I think Sue touched on it when she mentioned culture. Um, you don't often think of culture being an important part of a violence prevention program, but it really is. 
if you can create a culture where uh, employees feel safe reporting concerns, then that's the first step that you need to take is have them feel comfortable coming forward and reporting that they observed something or they've been the target of something. And they need to feel that the organization will protect their confidentiality if appropriate and also take them seriously and try to get them some help or to intervene in the situation. So that's a really important um, step forward. And then you've got to have policies that are robust and that you adhere to and that you follow and that you promote again with those, um, with all of your employees and your managers and training. And that's the part that's something that Sue's been a very active part of for us over the years in designing and delivering a lot of our training programs. But the training is an important thing because you need to make sure that whether they're a, a an employee or a senior leader, that they all have an understanding of the policy, the procedures, how to report, what to report, and that their report will be, excuse me, will be taken seriously and acted upon. Love it. Love it. I know there's still some more. Sue, you know, do you find that, do you find that companies are aware of some of their situations that maybe don't create such a wonderful culture or when you are when you and workplace guardians are brought in to serve, do you find that people are surprised that they have this issue and they weren't aware? Like what, what do you see or, or is it, you know, none of the above and something different that I'm thinking of? Like when you're brought in to serve? You know, often when we're brought in to serve, what well, really there's kind of two scenarios. One is when the company becomes aware of a threat to the work environment. Um, so in those cases, we're brought in to help evaluate the threat, talk to people who maybe have witnessed the threat, try and understand the culture, and help them intervene in hopefully a really safe way to de-escalate the situation, to provide resources for those that need it, and to hopefully stop the event from happening if somebody's making a threat of violence. So that is more of a reactive position probably that we come into and help with. The other thing is being proactive. And we do have companies that are very proactive and they do training once a year for everybody in their organization. Um, you know, it's interesting too, Michelle, in California, there's now a new bill, Senate Bill 533, which is going to require virtually every organization in California to have a workplace violence prevention program by July 1st of 2024. So we're going to see an increase in some of this training and some other issues. Um, but we have some folks that are very proactive, and we'd love to see that. Proactive training policy, constantly reassessing what might be a threat to the workplace, and adjusting programs and training to fit those scenarios. Oh, my God. Well, and yes. I've if, heard about if, that, Bill, and you're – when... Oh, go ahead, Jamie. Sure. I was going to say, if I may, um, since uh, Senate Bill 553 was introduced and now the deadline has started ticking and we've been reaching out to clients, I have been really – I found it heartwarming how many of the people we've reached out to say, we've already got a good and full program in place. We're just going to make some revisions. So I think that that's a really good news story, that there are a lot of organizations in California who have already taken this seriously. There will be others, of course, that are going to need support and help as they implement under a pretty aggressive timeline, I may say, 
um, the, the steps that they need to to become compliant. And we're hoping that we can be of service to those people, of course. Yeah, I'm ex- I mean, you know, I remember you guys, you both, well, you, Jamie, telling me about this new law. And I guess the question with that, so is this law only in California? And is California kind of leading the way here on this, this bill that, you know, really help, you know, kind of identifies mm-hmm. and makes sure companies are compliant and following this? Or is it, you know, that new, is it na- national? I wasn't sure. Jamie. Oh, it's it's a California law, and it's um, as far as we know, it's the first in the nation. And Sue's been saying, saying, as goes California, so goes the rest of the country. And we kind of <laughs> hope that that's true, that there will be others following along and taking this step. And this step was in response to an act of violence that was in the district of the congressman or the state senator, I think, who wrote the bill. And it was a reaction to... Um, a pretty brutal happening. Wow. Wow, there's so much that's here. You know, I know we only have a few more minutes, and, you know, you guys are just really bringing up some really great things. So one question I've got in the few minutes we've got left is, you know, Jamie, for you, can you share? I mean, I think of industries or types of companies, but so our listeners know, mm-hmm. is is it a specific type of company you work with or what? industries do you do you serve you know with what you do with workplace guardians that's a great question and you know we've been doing this for such a long time that we've got a pretty broad client base we have worked with large companies we've worked with small companies we've worked with private and public sector organizations and i would say the industry in particular that has um, more risk than another in this regard. It really depends on the preparation that they've got going on internally. And we're fortunate that some of our relationships go back, you know, 15, 20 years as well, and that we are very happy to still be servicing and helping to revise uh, programs for people that we've worked with for that long. Wow. I love that. I mean, and Sue, you know, is there something you, you know, it's just a kind of like last question for you is, do you wish there was something that you could share with companies that maybe you wish they knew, but they don't know (laughs) as you have the chance to kind of share a message today? I'm sure there's 20,000 of them, but pick one here. What's one thing you wish you could tell some of these organizations? Here's what I would say. Violence doesn't occur in a vacuum and people don't suddenly snap. Often what we see is behaviors that let us know what's going on with that individual and often behaviors that ramp up over time. So it's really, really important when we have a concern about somebody to really address it at the earliest level possible. I would really, lots of times we see folks that say they just hope it's going to get better. They hope the person's going to retire. They hope, they hope. But we really do need to intervene at the lowest level possible and as soon as we see anything that might be concerning to anybody in the workplace. Well, and you know, what that says to me is companies need to be much more aware of what's going on with their employees. You know, I mean, it's kind of like, right. you know, I don't want to get into the school systems, but, oh, my gosh, you know, what's going on here, right? Keep your keep your pulse on what's going on. Um, love it. Um, Sue, just I'm going to ask Jamie this too, but, you know, for you, it's like is there, besides the website for Workplace Guardians, is there, if people want to reach out to you and ask you a question, do you want to share 
any other way to get a hold of you or hit the website and fill out some information or what's a good way for people to get a hold of you if they have questions? Yeah, I would say absolutely hit the website, which is workplaceguardians.com, which should be easy to find. And I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, Suzanne Hoffman. So feel free to reach out in either way. Perfect. And we've got a link to the the URL for the website on our show page. So, Jamie, just wrapping up with you, my dear president and CEO, it, it's like for the year, you know, and what you do, you, you, your company does so many amazing things. You know, does it excite you? Does it wear on you at times where what you do, you can't believe there's this many companies that, you know, need this for you? But what does, you know, what are you excited about for the future with Workplace Guardians and what you see happening with this new bill and what's in the future in the next couple of years? I think I'm excited about SE 553 because it's going to require organizations to take action. You know, there are probably a lot of companies out there that have yet to see an actual threat take place in their workplace and they've been able to skate it, but it, it, people's behaviors are a fact of life and we're going to continue to see escalations and the training that we do in the area of de-escalation has been really valuable for a lot of different companies that we work with. So that and the piece of the workplace violence prevention program implementation are things that we have our sights set on in this year. Oh, wow, yeah. But it, it, and awesome. And I just, you know, we we have your information too on our show page, but is there any way you want people to reach out to you directly if they're interested to know more about Workplace Guardians and whether, you know, they have any questions for you? How do you want people to get connected with you? Well, and Sue is right. Our website has a page where you can send an email that lands in my inbox in the morning, and that's great. But if you wanted to email me directly, it's initial J, last name Pittman, at WorkplaceGuardians.com, and that's Pittman with one P and two T's. <laughs> and an N at the end. And as for uh, and, yes, yeah. an N at the and end. then I. <laughs> exactly. And let's just share also your website address for all of our listeners. It's www.workplaceguardians.com. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I was going to do it, but I went, no, no, you know your your website address. That's so funny. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, if if there is there anything I haven't asked you? Because one thing, Jamie, I ask all of my guests on my show, it's like whether they're heavy conversations or concerning questions or, you know, super excitement and wonderful things, like what's, you know, just leave us with something that might be positive or encouraging or something that people can just take Monday morning and get on with the rest of their week. What do you got for us? No pressure at all. I know, but what's something you can leave us with? You know, when we started this work, I had someone say to me once, do you really think this is going to be a full-time job? And sadly, <laughs> I think we can all answer that question today that, yes, this is a full-time practice that we have. But don't be frightened by taking that first step. You know, there, there is help out there available to guide you and make it as painless as possible. And once you get started and see the impact and improvements in your culture, you're going to be really glad that you took that first step. And we'd be tickled to just have a conversation with you about it. Um, help is available to help you navigate the somewhat scary wa uh, waters of workplace violence. 
So thank you for this yeah. opportunity, Michelle. I appreciate it. Awesome. No, bam. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you to both of you for being our leading ladies today. And, Jamie, I cannot wait to see where your show series goes. So I'm a little excited over that, as you know, just because of the kind of capacity that we have to, like, discuss this topic. So thanks, ladies. And I want to give a special thanks to all of our listeners. We we just so rely on you, both of our listeners in the U.S. and internationally. I love that we're an international show. And, uh, you know, after our show today, just so everybody knows, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on basically anywhere you get your subscription podcasts, um, specifically, though, for us. Our most popular ones are Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. It has been my sincere pleasure today to not only be your host, but introduce our brand new Women Lead Radio host. So, Jamie, wink, wink. Best of luck to you. Um, Thanks to everyone that listened today. And, again, have an amazing, a wonderful, and a superior week. And go out there. And, you know, with us tell everybody to be workplace guardians. Does that sound cool, Jamie? Perfect. Great plan. Awesome. We're going to end the show. Have a great week, everybody. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.